Welcome to Camden Cast. I'm Tambi. And I'm Erin. And this is our Seventh Heaven podcast. Yeah, on today's episode of Camden Cast, we will be discussing season five, episode 13. The title is Kiss, or in Germany, it is called The Kiss. Uh, our IMDb user synopsis is. Robbie is not amused by week-long roommate Matt's jealous whining, but still helps him make up with John, who lacked the courage to tell Priscilla her Japanese room remodeling disgusts both guys. Mike decides after a kiss without chemistry to trade in Lucy for Elena Casey, while matching Lucy with Mike's friend Jeremy. Simon and Robbie prevent suddenly jealous Lucy's reactions, spoiling the whole partner switch, which thus ends well. Is that Uh, it? Yeah. Oh, it's short this time. Yeah, so um, before we get into it and your first impressions and stuff, um, just want to give a little shout out at XO Tony Roney XO on um, Twitter reached out to us because a few episodes back, or it might have been even last season. No, 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 it was a few episodes back. A few episodes back when Lucy had to take care of the egg um, for her family, like, science class or something. Um, we were like, oh, this is always, like, a trope that's on TV. Um, and we asked if any of you had actually had to do that. And um, at XO, Tony Roney XO, said that she actually had to take home a doll in high school. So um, I guess this is something that actually happens in real life. Yeah, some, somewhere out there it happens. So... Anyway, that, I thought that was interesting because yeah, I didn't know that that happened in real life. We really so. didn't. Um, uh, also wanted to tell you guys, uh, remind you that our raffle is live. Um, rem- uh, we'll link again when we post post this episode. It's a Google form. And just su- remember, you can submit five times. It'll be open until, I think, what, October 2nd. And uh, stickers on the line here. Camden Cast stickers and swag. Um, Where you're... Six support for us. <laughs> yeah, six winner, six winners, guys. Yeah. Um, and I just wanted to. So I know we haven't done this in a while, but I have a review here um, of this episode, which really me, spoke to you. Yes, really spoke to me. Um, the title of which, which is Ruthie Camp Dawn. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Am I the only one who thinks that Ruthie is a spoiled brat? She never gets punished for all the sneaky, manipulative, dishonest, selfish things she does. Any of the others would be punished if they did the things she does. Simon was only ten when the show started, and he was not allowed to act like this. I think it's disgusting. This show has been so great about addressing the issues of the 90s and of real parenting, except when it comes to Ruthie. With Ruthie, Ruthie, they just keep rewarding awful behavior over and over again. She is rude, selfish, and obnoxious, completely disrespectful of others in every way. This show is so great on all other levels, but they really failed with this. Um, this was just, a, like, somebody just really doesn't like the things that Kevin Seven does with Ruthie's but character. That's why, but that's why I like Ruthie. She, like, knows how to get what she wants. Like, she's got everybody figured out, and knows how to manipulate anyone everyone and it's um I, I think it's a little bit like one of the more like genius aspects of the show because the rest of them are so like it's so out of line with uh, the family and how they're like raised and stuff 
Um, I don't, I understand where this person is coming from because sometimes I feel the same exact way. Um, but I would never go to this level of just being very viscerally Oh, yeah, that person really tore into Ruthie Camdon. Camdon. Uh, so let us know how you feel about Ruthie, if you are having some strong feelings. I know and she's that, coming into her own. Especially because Ruthie's always been our highest rated rating on the rating system, and we call her Queen Ruthie. So maybe you disagree with us loving Ruthie so much. Um, but I guess we'll start with the cold open as well, we. Oh no! Not your the first cold impression. Open. Oh yeah. my god! This is the first time I. You forgot the first. I was like waiting on it. <laughs> um, my first impression was that this episode should have been called "Jealous" and not "Kiss" because it just seemed like, a lo- like the theme of the episode was that everybody was jealous of everybody else. Um, we clearly have a subplot of some. Romance between John and Matt that like needs to be t- spoken Just about explored. seriously. Uh, otherwise, yeah, um, I feel like yeah, I think the other thing I want to say about this is who is Simon Camden? You 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 said this. Yeah. Um, so like since this season, really, since Simon started at high school, since Dina's left, really, um, Simon doesn't really have a character anymore. He's just like around. Um, he doesn't really have a personality. He's just like there. He's just he's he might he's like the twins. He's kind of just like furniture. That that other kid that they have. We have like a, a couple of storylines of him coming into his own, like like oh he, his first year in high school and stuff. And I wish and the ear piercing and the like teeping, but we don't really get to see any of his personality. They're not really developing, other than like we see he feels kind of lost. So maybe that's why right now he doesn't really have a personality. He's still trying to find his way. Um, but I think for the, for the rest of the series, he really does kind of just become like this like wet noodle of just like oh yeah and then there's Simon who hasn't been developed since he his 13 year old girlfriend left everything just goes downhill after Dina yeah um, nothing <laughs> there's nothing good to look forward to with Simon uh, so we'll get started then um the cold open starts with the fact that oh it's, it's actually exactly where the last episode ended where we now know that Lucy got into college and we have the agreement back up between Mike and Lucy where as soon as Lucy got into college, she was going to be able to get that kiss from Mike. So we have a series of kisses that all look so ridiculously fake. Like, you can tell that they weren't even, like, <clears throat> well, like, I don't know. They're acting. They're not, they're not going to really kiss. But, like, but even I don't even think their faces touched. Yeah. I feel like, you know, the thing that people do when they're, like, about to kiss someone, like, they'll cover their mouth with their face. I'm doing it right now, which I shouldn't be doing because I'm talking. Yeah. But uh, they'll cover their mouth with their face. That's not, a, cover, that's not a sentence. They cover their <laughs> mouth with their hand. And then they'll, like, the other person will come. I feel like that was what was kind of happening. But Yeah, but it doesn't even look like they they get close enough for their faces to touch. So then Mike, remar- they both remark about how, it like, there was no chemistry. It's a lackluster uh, kiss. And Mike says, oh, it was like kissing my sister. Lucy's very upset by that. Lucy is pissed. So that's why she keeps going back in to try to, like, show him that, like, she was like, you insulted my kissing abilities, which is not what he said. Um, He just said there was no chemistry. So they just, like, Lucy's, like, trying to make it work, and he's like, we just don't have any chemistry. We can't. Uh." He says, look, clearly you're not attracted to me, and I'm attracted to you, and you need two connections which we don't have here. And Lucy's like, what do you mean I'm not attracted to you? And she's, and he says, you would have kissed me earlier if you were, and you're not. 
So um, he's like, well, you know what? I'm, I, it's a good thing that we're not, this isn't happening because I actually have a favor to ask you. But Lucy's too upset now. So she's like storms so, away and yeah. doesn't hear the favor. So then we, I'm, oh no, we can't talk about this yet. <laughs> we're going to talk about Lucy's storyline last. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to say this about the camera work after the cold open, but we'll discuss it oh, later. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, we're going to go straight into the, I guess. Ruthie and Annie. Yeah, which is. The what best the, character. Um, so. The two best Camdens. Lucy in an effort. Oh, TVT, best Camdens. <laughs> oh yeah, we did do that. All Seasons right. ago. Yeah. Um, so, Ru- Annie, Lucy. Lucy, in an effort to, like, get some advice from her mother, finds out, finds Annie in the bathroom giving the twins a bath, and Annie's kind of going frantic trying to get the babies to say mama. Apparently, the twins are calling Ruthie mama instead of... Annie. And it's driving Annie berserk. Um, yeah. So, on the way... Up well oh wait no never mind um, going on well there's this is a theme throughout the episode on the way to ask Annie for the advice um, Lucy runs into the Rev and she's like no I don't want your advice to the Rev so um, and this is kind of the Rev's thing the Rev and Annie like the the the, the roles are like switched so like the Rev is upset because throughout the episode different kit like the kids keep saying, like, no, we don't want to talk to you, we want to talk to Mom for advice. So, and then on the flip side, Annie's like, why won't the twins call me Mama? Um, and she, because apparently every other child has called, has said Dada before they've said Mama, and so she's, like, very happy that the twins are saying Mama first, because she's never had that happen before, but she's now really upset that it's too Ruthie and not to her. So they're jealous of each other, to go with the theme of what you said, the name of the episode should have been jealous, and, um, so moving on, we see later on in the episode that the reason why the twins are calling Ruthie Mama is because she is doing some positive reinforcement and she gives them cookies every time that they call her Mama. So she's like doing this as like a prank or something. We don't really get to know her motivation until. So we. It's just see- Ruthie being Ruthie. Yeah, she's just being devious. Um, and like she sees that it's getting to Annie and she doesn't stop. And Simon. Um, since his room is connected to the twins' room, he, he overhears this. Um, he sees it happen, but he doesn't realize the effect that it's having on Annie. Meanwhile, Annie's talking to the Rev about how she feels like she's abandoned her family, that she shouldn't be going to classes, because clearly she's not spending enough time at home, she's spread too thin, and she's like, I need, I need to, I want to be, I'm a bad mama. That's what she keeps on saying. And it's very disturbing. Yeah, there's a lot of mama, dada talk in this, and from, like, adults. Um, we have a couple more scenes, which I think are supposed to be funny, of, like, her getting really excited because they're saying mama, but then you turn, she turns around and Ruthie's there. This comes to a head when she finally, like, she's run, she hears the mama, and she's, like, running across the hall, goes to the twins' room, and there's Ruthie. And she's kind of frantically, and, like, Lucy and Simon are there as well, going, why, like, why is this happening? Why do they call you mama? And then Simon, like, just casually, he's like, it's because he, she gives him... She trained them to do it. Um, and then he explains, oh, she gives them cookies every time they call her mama. So, Annie's like, what is wrong with you? And she chases Ruthie around, and... This kind of is resolved when she finds Ruthie hiding in the closet in Simon's room. And they have a little talk about... I guess Annie sees this as more sort of attention-seeking behavior, like how Ruthie isn't the youngest anymore. Um, So 
Annie's like, uh, is it because is, I'm not- is it because yeah is it because I'm not really spending time with you anymore because of the twins and I have school, and I just want to say, it's funny that this was said because Ruthie is like no we spend a ton of time together still like it's not that at all I was just like playing she says I was goofing you or like I was playing a joke on you, and it's funny that um. Annie thought this was the case because I'm looking at my notes from let like the hundredth episode and Ruthie and Annie had a storyline together mm-hmm. again there. So, um, it, it is kind of like consistent. I don't know. It seems like they were consistent in this. That, that was something Surprising. I noticed. Yeah. I guess one other thing to say about Annie's storyline, cause I guess it ties into the Rev storyline, which their storyline is together. As we mentioned, it's about jealousy. So at some point near the end of the episode, we have them both talking to each other about how they're both jealous of each other and um, just being like, I'm jealous. Oh, that's silly. Yeah, don't be like, you shouldn't be jealous of me and I shouldn't be jealous of you. And like, woo, happy family times. Um, So we're going to go to the other jealous Camden in this week. Or there's all the Camdens are pretty jealous, except for Simon and Ruthie. Um, Matt... We did not get to see this in the last episode a lot because the focus was mostly on the Rev's birthday, it being the 100th episode. But we are now back to seeing Matt being, well, he bead watch 2K17. Um, <laughs> right, right. We're starting on bead watch because it's still there. Yeah. Um, and he's, I feel like before the 100th episode, we saw that like Matt does not like Robbie. And he's really annoyed that Robbie's living there. And we get to visit that again here. Um, Robbie seems to have stolen John from Matt because they end up going on like a pool date together where Robbie is giving John advice about how to handle the fact that Priscilla has changed everything in the apartment and that she's baking for him all the time and apparently that's making John miserable. Meanwhile, Matt, in an effort to make John jealous, is trying to get Simon to go to the pool hall with him. I don't know. It's very strange. I don't understand... How Robbie start like became anyone's friend, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, no, no, it's true. Everyone's hanging out with Robbie now, and it doesn't seem to, like. Why is John hanging out with Robbie? Can someone? When did they meet? When did they decide that they would be good? Well, I mean, yeah, he intercepted the phone call or whatever. But who, why was? <laughs> why did John extend the invitation? Most people would be like, "Oh, Matt's not home. Okay, bye. Have him call me back when when you see him." Yeah, and, like, just also, because it, it's not like, oh, hi, I'm Robbie, let's talk. Or there's no, he- like... It's, it's like, just, oh, it's that other guy who's living with the Camdens now. And it's very, like, it, seem, it seems like their relationship is really natural. Like, he's just talking to him about his girl problems out of nowhere. Like, this has not been developed at all. Just, like, for some reason, Mary and John had a friendship that we knew nothing about. Yeah. Um. So... This is something that, like, we see over and over again. Matt kind of avoids John in the hospital when John's like, hey, what's up? And Matt's like, how was your how's pool with Robbie? Um, I would like to talk a little bit for a hot second about what Priscilla has done to the apartment. Um, I don't know if we've really discussed what the apartment looked like before. So, I don't know. Was, like, Japanese appropriation, like, a thing in the early Early, thousands? Because, again, they went with the... Or maybe, like, um... What do you call it? What is, like... What kind of restaurant... Hibachi. Maybe, like, hibachi restaurants were, like, super trendy then. I don't remember. I was a little too young. This is 2001. Yeah, I was nine years old, so... I don't remember... I wasn't into the trends. (laughs) Just the hibachi trend. I feel like... I feel like... 
like the whole thing with like the Harajuku girls and stuff and Gwen Stefani bringing that over. Oh, yeah. But I don't know if that was, it was probably around this time, right? I think it was, yeah. So, um, her entire theme is kind of this like Japanese, like, what are those doors called? The sliding doors that they have, like the dividers? Um, like the, I don't know. It's just like, like the sliding. It's like very specific, like, uh, home decor. The beds are on the floor. There's, um, like, it has a theme to it. They, like, stupidly, I got really mad at this, made the music for this scene. Typically, like, what sounds like Japanese instruments. Yeah, and, like, but it was super... Stuff. It was, like, very fucking, like, stereotypical. Yeah. I was not... I was knocked down Not a this. fan. Yeah. Um, and he, he's not happy with it either. Um, but he is having a hard time communicating with Priscilla because, like, he doesn't want her to be upset. Um, I think this, like, kind of gets, not resolved, but kind of gets into the direction of being resolved when, like, Robbie, Simon, and Matt have this confrontation in the kitchen (laughs) where Robbie's like, I'm sick and tired of you being extra, like, with me all the time. Like, what, why are you like this to me? I don't understand. I haven't done anything. And he's like, and we find out that Matt's not, like, jealous of Robbie's friendship with John. He's jealous of John and, like, Priscilla. He's like, I'm afraid that my best friend is going to get married and forget about me. So Simon's like, okay, go talk to John. So then we have this, like, Matt on the search for John, but instead of finding John, he finds Priscilla. And then Barry Watson loses his mind. Um, yeah. So he's like, oh, this is so awesome that you've destroyed this apartment because I know that... Um, John hates this, and you, like, he, he loved the bunk beds, and he has, he believes the air is better closer to the ceiling, and, I don't know, he just goes, so he's like, I'm so happy that John is miserable, because he'll see that he needs me, and I'm, like, so happy that, um, you're not gonna steal him away from me, he's still gonna want to be friends with me. And then he just, like, does a bunch of things and makes his face look like a maniac, and, that's, like, the end of that scene. Beads. Yeah, the beads. Um, John c- comes home to see Priscilla, and Priscilla's like, why does John? Why does Matt know more about you than I do? Maybe you should marry each other. Yeah. And I'm like... <laughs> and you... <laughs> and all your dreams came true. I mean, look, ever since Priscilla was in the picture, Matt's been acting like... a bitch. So... <laughs> um, they... We, like... They have a nice reconciliation where she, he's like, I would, you know, I'm, pr- I'm sorry for hiding this from you. I just didn't want to make you feel bad. And we have a couple moment. Yeah, um, uh, but it's not really resolved yeah. because later on, uh, John, Matt, and Robbie yeah. are at the pool hall together. And um, John is like, oh, everything with Priscilla is great. Like, I love the apartment. And Matt's like, you're lying. And he was like, I am. So... <laughs> Um, I don't know. So John's just going to go along with it. But the apartment looks really good. So, I mean, other than the bed being on the floor, if they had a normal bed. Wait, can we talk about how the bed, there's two beds. Oh, they have two separate beds. And there's a, a divider. Co-marital, <laughs> wait, it's pre-marital, co- co-marital? Co-marital. <laughs> um, pre-marital cohabitation. Um, they have a divider between their beds because, like, they don't want, they're leaving room for the Holy Spirit or something. 
Um, so, mm. anyway, but it looks really nice, I think. And the it doesn't look like a frat house anymore, yeah. and, like, it shouldn't, because if they're going to get married and live in this apartment, then it should look like adults who are married live there. Um, also wanted to say that Matt, one, he went crazy about this whole rant mm-hmm. about the apartment. He's like, and John's a big man, and this is tiny furniture. Like, yeah, he was like, John's going to break the furniture. <laughs> and I was like, he's making it sound like he's going to come home in a rage and just start throwing the tiny furniture around. He's like, every time he sees this tiny furniture, he's going to think of me because I'm the guy with the big furniture. And he's going to be like, where's my, where's that guy that used to have the big furniture? And I'm, this is word these for are, word these what was are said. Quotes. I'm not even making this up. This is what was said on the show. And if it sounds insane to you, that's because it is. <sighs> um, so that's really it for Matt. Um, I think we'll do... I think this is the final storyline, right? Lucy's storyline is the last one. Yeah. Um, so Lucy, after the cold open, has this fucking, what, like, scream to beginning... Because the camera's all shaky. It's like the Blair Witch Project or something. It was very, very... It made me, like, it made me feel sick. Um, it's like, the, it's all slanted. She's, like, running around the house. It's like, it's like shaky camera work. I don't even know how to describe it. It's very... I don't know if anybody's seen the Jason Bourne movies and how, like, that is. Um, so she's looking for advice. And her mom's clearly busy, so she goes to her dad, even though, like, she doesn't want she to. She doesn't want his advice. She's like, Mike's... Mike, Mike and I kissed, and he's like, oh, congratulations. He's like, yeah, but Mike thinks I kissed, like, it was like a sister kiss or something. And, then, and the rev's like, oh, great. And she kind of runs off. Um, we don't really see her and Ruthie have a talk, but apparently her and Ruthie have a talk where Ruthie helps her figure it out. I don't know, like, just, like, calm down. So when Mike calls her and says, you know, like, I'm sorry about all this, but we just don't have any chemistry, I will set you up with someone else if you help me get with this girl. So that's Elena Casey, who, um, so they're on the phone, and Ruthie is for some reason just sitting there looking at the high school yearbook, and um, when she asks Lucy, like, oh, who's the girl that Mike wants to be set up with? And she's like, oh, it's Elena Casey. And Ruthie looks in the yearbook and she's like, what's wrong with her face? And luckily, I guess, there, like, it wasn't anything like, you shouldn't say what's right, wrong with anyone's face. But she was like, oh, it's acne. So we learned that Elena Casey has acne. And apparently, like, I don't know, this is a cause for um, concern. I don't, so surprisingly enough, Seventh Heaven, which is a show about teenagers... It took five seasons for them to talk about acne. I would assume that they would just do it with one of the kids. Yeah, like, they should them. have done it with, like, Lucy. Right. I think that I, would have been a perfect... It's a perfect Lucy storyline. Yeah. Like, it's actually perfect. I don't know why they didn't... Maybe Beverly Mitchell didn't... Or walk. maybe, like, even Mary. I could see that yeah. happening. Um, or even one of the boys, like Simon. That would have been a good Simon storyline also. It still could be coming. But, uh, yeah. He so, just started high school. I guess, but, yeah. So... I felt kind of uncomfortable with the way that they filmed Elena Casey. Um, it's like, they were way up in her face. Right, like, just to really were, just be like, hey, she's got acne. Um, so Lucy comes up to her and says, like, Mike's interested in you. He wants to go on a date with you. But because of, I guess, the way that people treat her because of her acne, she doesn't think that it... She thinks she's. it's like one of those... 
uh, what's she's all that situations where it's like <laughs> some sort of like bet or that, some sort yeah, of yeah like they're gonna so, but because apparently that's also happened to her before so we get the idea that people are not very nice to Elena Casey which is stupid because she has acne like, and I'm like this is a high school so um Lucy like convinces her that it's not a trick and then we kind of have we learn that Elena kind of has a little crush on Mike she has more than a little crush right. on Mike she knows everything about Mike she's like he's so smart and I forget what else he he's so han- he's so handsome he plays the piano she thinks he looks like Steve McQueen which he does not Mm-mm. um so she's going on and on and on about all the great things about Mike and Lucy starts like you start to see Lucy's face kind of change and she's like, oh, no, what am I doing? Mike is great. Like, I should have never let him go, even though he does not want to. Be, well, like, they don't want to be in a relationship with each other. And they're better off as friends, I think. Yeah. I, I don't think they should We date. talked about this last episode. We yeah. Didn't. Like, they're they're good as they're good for each other as friends. And, like, by having Lucy want to, like, date him, it kind of reverts Lucy back to, like, her old self. Like, she can't just be yeah. friends with a guy. She has to, I don't know, date them. But... Anyway. We even have Elena Casey being like, hey, wait a second. Why, you Aren't look, you guys dating? Yeah. yeah. And he's like, oh, no, no, we're friends, and it didn't work out, blah, blah, blah. She's like, oh, wow, so he can be friends with an ex? He's truly perfect. <laughs> I'm like, wow, these high school girls have really low standards for guys. <laughs> um, Don't they all? <laughs> doesn't all? Do we all have low standards for men? Yes. Uh, but um, particularly high school, school girls. So... She's really excited to for this date. They're gonna like meet up at the promenade later, but so but now Lucy's seeing all these things about Mike, and then Simon comes in. And Simon's storyline really in this episode is that he's support ro- to Lucy yeah. and support to like I feel like Matt and even to like the Rev and Annie because he seems to like be the one giving advice to everybody else in this episode. Yes, and Lucy does actually comment on that. So he says. He's like, oh, you know, you're you're really letting a good one go, and clearly Mike doesn't care about uh, like appearances. If he's dating Elena, if he wants to be with Elena Casey, and she's like, yeah, I know, there's only one Mike Pierce, and he's one of a kind. And I think the next scene we have is like Mike being really happy about this date with Elena. He's like, you know, she plays the violin, and you know, like she wants to be a doctor, and colleges are chasing after her. She's so smart. And Lucy in an act of, like, utter jealousy and pettiness, really. Yeah, petty AF. Like, basically pushes him to a corner and, like... Starts kissing him. Mauling him more like. Yeah. He just kind of stands there like, uh... What is going on? And this is in front of the school, so Elena sees it and Simon sees it, and Elena thinks it's again... Like, oh, this was all some big joke. They're just setting me up to make fun of me. So, um... We, Elena doesn't go on the date because of this, because she starts to think that she, like, she starts to think that, like, something's going to, they're going to, like, carry her, like, right. like they're all going to laugh at you. And <laughs> after the kiss, he's, she's like, I bet that wasn't, like, a sisterly kiss, is what Lucy said. And Mike's like, no, it wasn't, but your, like, time is up. Like, yeah. you had your chance and you didn't take it, and it's not going to happen now. So he kind of walks away from her, and the next time we see him is, like, at the Camden house, and he's pissed off. Um, at the same time, one of the, one of the times, I th- we're back and forth at the mm-hmm. pool hall a lot in this episode, but Simon sees um, Elena Casey and her parents at the pool hall, and he goes up to her, and he's like, 
can I explain something to you? Like, I'm Lucy Camden's brother. And at first she's skeptical, but Simon, I guess, doing his good deeds and going around handing out advice, she listens to him and Simon explains, like, everything that went on and how they weren't messing with her. Um, and it was just Lucy, just in, like, in her jealousy, ruined it. And he gets Elena to come back to the Camden house. Uh, but before this happens... Mike's like, if you don't fix this and find Elena, explain yourself, then we're no longer friends. So Lucy and Mike are out looking for Elena, where Elena is back at the Camden house. (laughs) We have this scene where, I think because the Rev is not feeling useful, Simon's like, go be useful, I need your help. It's something I can't handle, it's a complicated situation. But he, like, Elena doesn't have any problems. Yeah, she's just, like, talking about how great her life is going to be in the future, and... I don't know. She's like, I'm the first chair violin, and I, I, you know what, I have acne, but there's more to life than appearance, and I'm smart, and I'm talented, and I'm funny, so I don't need to have clear skin. And She said she wants to be a dermatologist to find the cure for acne. Yeah. But she hopes somebody else will do it beforehand. So... Anyway, um, and then we have, like, a scene I think is supposed to be, like, possibly cute with Ruthie where she's like, does it hurt? Blah, blah, blah. You know, and we but- learn about acne. They're, they treat acne like one of their one of their issue episode things where, you know, they do that little bit where they explain what the disease is or what the illness is or what the history lesson is. And, like, that's nice, but I don't know. I mean, I don't want to say anything. I just feel like, they're like, it's in your genes, and sometimes it goes away in your 20s. Sometimes it doesn't. And I was like, okay, but I don't know why we're making this a thing. Right, like, it's a fairly common thing that people, like, struggle with in varying degrees. So, I, I mean, I guess that's why they wanted to do it, but why did it take them so long? Why is it not, like, one of the, Camden one of the Camdens? Um, I don't know. I also just want to say about the actress that played Elena Casey, I don't know what she was going for. But she was very bad. And she had a very strong, it felt like it was like a northeast New York accent, like it felt like a New York accent to me. And it was very out of place in all the non-accents. I don't know, I couldn't get it because she was just like, she's so, I don't want to say like deadpan, but she just was like flat. She was just reading the lines off a page, it felt like. There was no emotion. Yeah, yeah, so anyway... The moral of the story is that... Oh, well, then... All right, so that's not the end of Lucy's yeah, storyline. So, um, he... Mike and Lucy come back. Mike... Like, Luke, they accept... She accepts their apology. Uh, Elena and Mike go on their date, and they're hitting it off really well. They're talking about having kids on their first date, so... And they're in high school. And Lucy kind of has a talk with her dad where she's like, I want a guy... Yeah, she's she's just, like, lonely, and she's like, Mike was a really great guy. Um, and she said that she doesn't want to want... I like... I kind of liked this, because she says, I don't want to want a guy, but I do. Um, and, like, that's just how it is. Like, I wish I didn't. Um, but, like, that's I feel like... That's, like, a very common feeling, and I completely agree. Yeah, and I feel like she is... Like, she hasn't been as actively looking as she has in the past, so, like, that's been a good thing for her character, I think, in terms of being, like, tolerable. But, anyway, the Rev is like, oh, it'll happen when you least expect it. And whoever gets you is going to be lucky, because they have you. 
Um, and this, re- this ends with the doorbell ringing, and it's Jeremy, who I've learned is, like, going to be a character that comes back quite a lot. Mm-hmm. And he's the guy that Mike has set Lucy up with. He re- he says that he thinks Lucy's pretty, and she and him make hot cocoa together. That sounds like in <laughs> a euphemism. <laughs> they make the cocoa. <laughs> uh, but that's so, the end of the episode, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't so, think there's anything else. Love and Lucy's future. Apparently. Love and Mike's future. Simon's doing whatever. Simon went on that date with that senior girl once, and now we haven't heard anything about it, but she does come back. I hope the wedding is soon. I want to see John and Priscilla get married. <laughs> I don't think... We don't get to see that. What? That's rude. <laughs> I know. We get to see the proposal. Um, what? So anyway, I'm going to give this episode a three. No, a 2.5. Um... I actually I'll give it a three. Um, it just it just wasn't as engaged after the hundredth episode. Like I thought that was a good episode, mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed that. So watching them kind of back to back, this one just isn't as good. But it wasn't it wasn't bad. I give it a three point five. Okay. Um, so if you want to join us on Beat Watch Two K Seventeen. Or if you want to enter into our little raffle for some Camden Cast swag, check us out on Facebook.com slash CamdenCast, or our Twitter and Instagram handles are CamdenCastShow. Um, and you can obviously listen in for more goodness uh, at SoundCloud.com slash CamdenCast, or on the Apple iTunes podcast app, or CamdenCast. I'm Erin. I'm Tanvi, and this is CamdenCast. Cast.